today we are just breaking down the fact that, like, a lot of people weren't just given general education on how to care for oneself or one's home. And I think to be able to educate offspring, children, we have to have additional space. And so many families are just struggling to cope, to get by, to figure out how to survive paycheck to paycheck that I don't think it's safe for any of us to assume that people got a good steady education on that. So we're breaking that down a little bit. Okay, let's go. Welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast where we do dreams. And finding that alignment in season four has been very important because this is the truth of all the work that the death of a dream becomes. And rolling out the first book this season related to that sort of creates this journey and this pathway for people to recover and go after the things that they want in this life. It's moving people through this transition of something doesn't feel quite right. How do I feel my way back there? And I'm excited to be expanding that work in season four and to even be still showing up for what will be the death of a dream and all the beautiful things that we do to change the world together. We've gone through some crazy seasons. We've gone through some more quiet and reserved seasons, seasons of attack and we're finally experiencing the first season of alignment and building. We have found a foundation and I am very excited to be building right along with all of you. Hey yo, welcome to the Death of a Dream podcast, where we do dreams with your host, Hannah Ness. And I am going to dive right into my great thing um, every year, which is a wonderful feature. Um, Spodcast, Spodcast. (laughs) Sorry, refocus. Spotify does like a reflection of all the things that you've listened to. And so for podcasters, they actually do this for your recording stats. How many people that you've um, got to listen, how many countries you've streamed to. And so yesterday I got to review that report. How many more listeners you got, how many hours you've put into your show. And my greatest accomplishment is and may always be the amount of hours that I put into just purely recorded audio here. And I I know that I um, I have put in significant time into all of this. And I think every year when I get that report, it's really cool. And 
when they did the report this year, it was like, hey, you've put in 7,000 minutes into the recording of your show. So that doesn't also include the hours that I spend researching and reading for content to bring to this show. Um, that's just hours on microphone. And that feels amazing. And then this next stat that came up that felt amazing was um, was that <laughs> my it also said your um sorry you have recorded more audio than 99% of podcasters using this platform and i don't know does that make me crazy or ahead of the curve I don't know and I don't care like this is what I would be interested to do this is this is what I've always been interested in I always thought the most interesting shows and books and content producers were the ones that were documenting their history live I was always drawn to that story I always found journalers and people who were just recording their lives to be very interesting. And so even though I didn't start off thinking that that's what this was, I find it amazing that that's what this ended up being. And so seeing that stat and knowing that we're just doing more, we're out here doing the actual things. This is not a, a talk, no action type of work here. It's done. We're doing it. And you can see that in how we show up every single day. And so that's <laughs> one of my great things. I always love the recollection of that history of the year. And getting to see those stats and getting to see how the show is growing. Like we are in 10 countries. We have listeners in 10 countries. The top one being the United States. Second one being Canada. And then I think it was Germany and China maybe. I don't know. But um, it's pretty cool to know that this could be anywhere to know that any person that I come into contact with could have taken something from this without me ever knowing. Right? Isn't that crazy? And it's just such a beautiful way to give when you don't have much to give. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I, this is all that I have. This is just my story. This is just me recounting and trying to heal myself out loud so that 
other people could take that and maybe apply it to their situation or learn something, pull something from something I use to heal and help myself. And I know that that's probably not offering up that much in comparison to like someone handing you a $2 million check. Um, but self-growth is one of the most important states of work that we will ever take on in our life. And so to me, it feels very generous and giving, and it feels like the best way for me to contribute in this world. And, you know, the fact that I get to play in words all day long and talk and bring words to life and stories to life is like, what? What is this life? Who is this person? How is she here right now? You know? And that's, that's me. That's what I get to do. So uh, <laughs> that's my greatest thing ever of all time is just starting and not knowing where we're going to end up and just continuing, right? That resilience and for whatever reason, that's going to play a big part in this next year, that ability to just keep showing up. And so many people talked down everything that I wanted to do or stop talking to me altogether because I had gone a little too insane and to still be here to still be pulling stats like that every single year and to just know that we're going to keep going this only makes more sense as we continue in this process and as I continue to learn and apply new things to things that still come up like it never just goes away. And I think that's one of my favorite lessons that I've learned of all time is that those things that hurt us, those voices, those things that we took to track in our in internal record, they don't just disappear because you wrote a cool sticky note or you're forcing motivational sayings down your throat they come back and they come back with a vengeance if we never go back to the root of that story and help to heal it. And that was the beginning of all of this. I had started and stopped so many things. I had let those voices control what I was capable of, but I had no idea how to quiet them, how to silence them. And I thought that I could outwork them and I just, I couldn't. Every time I stopped, every time I stopped, I stopped myself and I would just get going and I would just get good or I would never start at all because I was too afraid of what would happen if those voices came back. If those voices won again, because I already let them win once. And 
in order to, to do what I'm doing now, I really had to work through where those things were coming from. And that obviously became the first book and that journey and that ability to silence and surrender really came from working through those things. And yeah, so we're still podcasting. Hey, you obviously know that you're very aware, um, but continuing to show up and see those stats every year is a pride point for me because not many people will just keep going. Like, this is what I, I, I love doing. If I could, if I could pick anything else, any other version of life for myself, this would be it. This is what I chose when I started to change my life. And I'm so grateful and happy to be living that out here and be doing that work day in and day out. So that is my great thing. Y'all, 7,000 and some change minutes of recording brings you this podcast five days a week. And I am grateful to, yes, be podcasting, to have created an audience, to have a platform where I can express in this way. Um, But I'm even more grateful that I'm not going to tell you to do something that I'm not already doing myself. And I think there are a lot of people who like to coach, but not also practice. And I think that's a dangerous place to come from because you're just guessing based on what you think you know, whereas I actually know. So I've done it. I've lived through it. And if you want the playbook, you can listen to all of it. And it is messy and terrifying at times to listen back to. Um, But it's the reality. And I like to come from that place of real and have lived versus researched and have guessed. So that's my great thing. Go ahead and take time for yourself. Recognize yourself for your greatness. I really only try to implement things that I have implemented in my own life and seen effective. And so that includes meditation and yoga. Although I have gotten out of sync with my yoga and meditative practices since opening the shop. And I really can't wait um, I really can't wait to get all of this back in sync, but it just, it takes time, right? When we get into that influx of life happening, it takes time to rebalance and find what that is for us and how we do that. And so 
trying to like love myself there, implement strategies that I've used before when I had success and kind of marry all of that together. But it is a loving process forward. And on that note, as I continue to dive into this research on trauma, um, I think a lot about how quick we all are to judge people. And as I'm reading through this book, I'm realizing like so many people in life were not, I think we just assume that everyone is sort of raised with the same sort of knowledge that we were and raised in the same household and brought up with the same comforts and safeties that maybe some of us had. And it isn't like that. And as I'm reading this book, I'm learning about how much, how many people come from a traumatic upbringing or a non-nurturing, abandoned upbringing and how that impacts them as adults, right? And, you know, I think even further than that, just being given additional skills, like being able to be in such a safe place where you had time to learn and grow and add new things is like a crazy amount of advantage. And I think about how advantaged I am right now in being able to take that time and do those things for myself over the last couple of years. And we've talked about that. And the only way to get to that place was to better position myself in life, our family, and how we operated. And that took extreme amounts of sacrifice to position ourselves in a place where we could add those things in. And oh my gosh, like I think about all of the people who are raised in such a traumatic environment that the addition of things, like even being able to plan, to think and make a plan for what you're going to eat, to know that you're going to have a meal, to feel in control enough that you could try something new or ask that question or ask for that book or that learning or that understanding. Like so many people just didn't come from a place like that. And so I think it really changes your perspective on people and what they're struggling with. And it's so funny because coming from the healthcare realm, we had to make a lot of decisions based on what we guessed about people. And I always had a hard time sitting there with like snark, the amount of snark judgments and the lack of empathy or understanding of what these people were going through and why they were in this position. And there was just a lot of like, they're lazy or they aren't this or they aren't that. And there wasn't much like rooting for the 
base or the cause of that extreme behavior or that extreme abandonment. And I think so often now knowing what I know, some people just weren't taught normal living, coping things. Like y'all just, and we all, right? We all just assume that everybody was brought up like knowing how to clean properly, knowing how to like a proper bathing schedule, knowing how to put clothes together, knowing how to brush and maintain hair, knowing how to X, Y, and Z. And a lot of times people just weren't taught that. Or were taught that out of like scared tactics, right? Like, did anyone ever actually sit down and teach you how to properly clean a toilet? Or did you clean a toilet and then basically get told that you did it all wrong and never actually get told what right was? You just constantly heard how wrong you were doing it. And I think about how often that probably happens to people in households and then into adulthood where like eventually you just shut down and don't want to do it at all. And it's not that, right? And so like from a healthcare perspective or from a judge perspective, (laughs) sorry, not healthcare, that's generalized, that's not fair. Um right because healthcare is generally given reports that are going through the government that they don't really have control over and they have to make decisions according to that so it's fine it's it is what it is it's not a great system to begin with but so often people just aren't really raised with the appropriate coping skills. And in one of the studies that they talked about, they talked about how in countries that offered universal health care, <laughs> in countries that offered universal health care, they were able to save a lot of money. And the results of saving that money meant that they turned that money to actually help mothers adequately raise their children. And the stats of this study and this reversal or change of hands of the money in how they did that were crazy. Like less people in jail, less people on welfare and assistance, less everything basically compared to the United States. And when you think about You know, because, like, raising a child isn't just whether or not they get through school and do well. It's, like, everything. Whether or not they can thrive in this life, whether or not they have healthy relationships and they're contributing to society. And of all of those things, like, so much of it just starts at home. And so often, 
mothers, fathers, whoever's raising children, aren't actually in a position to do that well, considering all of the stressors that they have built into their life. And so when you think about baseline or being able to add additional things, like so many parents and people are just operating at this like survival basis of just like, can we just survive the day? Can we just find a way to eat? Can I just have my kids in a safe place? And so there is no additional. There is no like, hey, we got to figure out how to buy cereal today. So now I'm going to teach you how to do your finances. We figured out how to uh, get you into that sports team. So now I'm going to teach you how to properly maintain a home. No, like that's not happening for a lot of, of families, especially I feel like the ones that are balancing somewhere in between that, like lower middle class, non-poverty, but like struggling to even maintain middle class status, there just isn't a lot of room for the additional. And so, gosh, I was listening to a conversation the other night and the person was like, yeah, how ridiculous. They don't even know how to manage their finances. Like, it's like, hey, you really have to be in a secure place to add that on. Because like, if you're just trying to figure out how to keep everyone alive, period. Adding anything else is not really an option. And the stress of adding something else, trying to learn, trying to figure out something else, like, it's crazy. And then also keep everybody alive. Like, it's just asking way too much. And so for anyone to sit there and think that they are better than someone like so often maybe you just came from a different place a bigger advantage than a lot of people had in this life and like yes being taught how to maintain a home versus being yelled at and having unrealistic expectations for what completing something looked like is an advantage like lovingly being shown how to maintain and take care of something is advantage. Lovingly being taught or, and I won't say cared enough, or able to spend enough time to make sure that you have the ability to balance a budget because you know from your own ability to balance one is an advantage. And not an advantage that a lot of people had in this life. And not an advantage that a lot of people have 
And so just looking at someone and being like, oh, they're a terrible person. They can't balance their budget or they keep doing drugs or they keep this or that. Like life is hard. And a lot of people are coping with a lot of things. And I think that it's an easy dismissal to just act as if some people are evil and other people aren't. Other people, including myself or the person judging, right? But it's not that easy. Like there's so much that goes into a human being and their experiences. And like, look at, if you have siblings, look at how different all of you turned out. Same exact experiences in most instances. Same way of raising a child. Same parenting. Completely different outcome. And that's like every human on this planet came from different experiences, pulled different things from every single story and life narrative and is or isn't telling themselves an amazing story of who they are. And more often than not, they aren't telling themselves that great story, but not because they aren't worthy of it because they probably didn't have caregivers who were in a position to tell themselves that story, let alone another human being, to teach them necessary skills to live versus just instruct and like throw force And it's just like, you have to have extra room for those things. And I think a lot of times we just think like, well, that's just, people would know that. I don't think it's safe to assume that everyone just knows these things. That everyone just knows how to take care of a home. Or everyone just knows how to put food on the table. Or everyone just knows ways to cope with their feelings. Like, you have to be in a place where you can take on additional things. And a lot of people don't have that capacity. And so it's safe to assume that they aren't also giving space to teach those things to their offspring. And so a lot of people just don't even have skills for existing in a societal expected manner. And in order to do that, you have to have room and capacity and time to be able to 
then learn those things. And a lot of people just aren't in a position where they can do that. And even chasing your dreams is a difference of position. You have to make significant changes and sacrifices in order to do this work. And you have to be in a position to do that. Just like teaching and learning, you have to be. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Make sure that you support any creative that is doing work. And that's simple. Just comment, like, share, review things for them so they keep bringing their art into this world changing it and making it a more beautiful place. You can do that with all of this work here. Feel free, share, review. I write and post every weekday just to help expand my own light in hopes that it helps expand others. And you can find me at hannahness.channel on all socials. Help follow and share and expand this work. And you can find all of my offerings and products at hannahness.channel as well. Change the world. <laughs>